For KBUT, I'm Chad Rich. Unless you've been living under a rock, you know that the town of Crested Butte is grappling with a short-term rental ordinance. The town of Crested Butte often looks towards other similar municipalities when trying to figure out how to deal with some issues. One of those towns is Telluride. I'm joined on the phone by Telluride town manager Greg Clifton. Greg, can you talk about how and when Telluride's ordinance kind of bubbled up to the surface? What was the catalyst? Glad to talk about it. Uh, first off, if I may, um, greetings and happy holidays to the good people of Crested Butte. It's always good to share information and talk about our common issues. Um, in Telluride, the short-term rentals uh, was a real hot topic several years ago. And back in 2010, the town was um, fielding a lot of complaints from residential neighborhoods that were based upon nuisances and disturbances and you know, people making noise late at night, strange cars in the neighborhood, that sort of thing. Uh, and after much discussion, public discussion, um, the council put into place uh, some policy whereby um, they defined short-term rentals and then placed uh, pretty strict um, requirements upon them within the residential zoning district. What was the original intent of the ordinance? The original intent was to really address the nuisance concerns that were coming about through the residential neighborhoods. That was the impetus for it. Could you give us a quick overview of the ordinance? It's pretty simple, but it it definitely has teeth to it. The way it works is that it limits short-term rentals, and and that's defined as less than 30 days. Uh, It limits those to three per year and no more than 29 days per year in the aggregate. So you can short-term rent a property for 29 days, or you can short-term rent it for 15 days and 10 days and 4 days, but in the aggregate, it cannot exceed 29 days. Other requirements include a business license, payment of taxes, just like the lodges and any other business in town, and there's a requirement that there be an owner representative within the town to ensure that the property is being um, properly managed at all times, and that rep has to be listed on the business license. Are there any special taxes or fees associated with getting the business license? No, same as any other business. What did the homeowners who were short-term renting their house about five, six, seven years ago, what did they say when you passed this ordinance that basically limited some of their property rights? You know, we did not have a lot of feedback from uh, the rental properties the feedback we were getting at the time was from the, the neighborhoods who were being impacted by the rentals, and that's where the discussion centered, and the outcomes addressed their concerns, and that was pretty much the end of the discussion. I would say in the years since then, uh, we haven't had a lot of issues come up regarding short-term rentals. Do you have a limit or a cap on the number of short-term rentals available of the number of short-term rental licenses or of the number of short-term rentals that can be on the short-term rental market in a neighborhood? Is there a cap? Uh, No, there is not. Now, we also have an accommodations zoning district. There can be short-term rentals in in that district without the restrictions I'm talking about, but really everything we're, we're discussing pertains to the residential neighborhoods, which encompass a good part of the town. And what are the penalties that you can impose if folks short-term without a license or go over that allotted 29 days? 
Well, the violation provisions would enable us to exercise any of the, the, the remedies otherwise uh, allowed for in the code. But my guess is violations of this would likely result in a revocation of a business license. It could be a cessation of, of the rental allowance entirely through time, but uh, it would probably start with revoking the business license. And Greg, what are folks on the rental market saying? What are renters saying about the ordinance? Or is it now just such a part of the community that people might not even know? I think it's more just uh, kind of entrenched within the community, so it hasn't been much of an issue. The only thing we hear from time to time is we do hear from the lodgers that they want to make sure that all the business license fees and the taxes are being collected just like it is with with those uh, respective businesses, with the lodges. We do that. It's carefully monitored, and the playing field is level, and, and so we don't get too much discussion about that, but every now and then it comes up. So, Greg, our community has divided the short-term rental issue from affordable housing or the lack of affordable housing, as well as the lack of affordable rental housing. Are these two issues, short-term rentals and affordable housing, viewed as different or connected in your community? I think they're generally viewed as being linked simply uh, because if if there's a lot of short-term rentals um, happening, um, it's going to have impact on the the long-term housing inventory, which in turn will have impact upon affordable housing for for many of our residents. I think the regulations that were put into place years ago have helped that situation, so we, we don't have so much competition between the two, but I do think there is a linkage. Greg, were people buying houses expressly with the intent of turning them into short-term rentals, basically purchasing them to run kind of a hotel in a residential neighborhood? Or were these mostly people going on vacation or maybe dealing with a life issue that were short-term renting before your ordinance? It's a really good question. Um, I'm hard-pressed to think that people were investing in properties simply for rental purposes, but I do think there was a growing trend uh, toward the short-term rentals. I think these days, uh, especially with the online rental market being the way it is, the the desire to have uh, income property for short-term rentals has been greatly increased. Perhaps it was circumstantial, but with Telluride's regulations uh, happening several years ago, we, we don't have the issues that many of our neighboring communities are now experiencing with with short-term rentals. It sounds like you kind of beat it to the punch, so to say. We did, but not necessarily uh, because we had great foresight or we saw all of this happening. Like I said, it was mostly in response to nuisance concerns at the time, and I think the town council did did what they needed to do, which was uh, put into place some policies to, to address that problem. So we're five years into the town of Telluride's short-term regulations. In the past five years, we've seen the rise of rental companies like Vacasa and VRBO, just to name a few. What are people saying now? Is there a new desire to change the ordinance and to have more short-term rentals in Telluride or maybe loosen the grip of the ordinance? No, I'm not hearing anything to suggest that the ordinance be revisited. I, I think the community has accepted it. I think it worked uh, pretty well for what it was intended to do. Well, what are the problems you're dealing with as it relates to short-terming now? Would it be pretty standard run-of-the-mill noise complaints and parking and issues related to just not knowing how to behave in a neighborhood? Yes, it's all of the above. <laughs> we, you know, the resort communities, 
we all have those issues, and, and Telluride's no exception. Is parking, is late night disturbances, they can occur at any time. Part of, I guess, it's part of the community culture here, but we're not seeing anything different in that regard. But ultimately, this ordinance came out of the desire to have neighborhoods and not a series of hotels with a few people living there. Absolutely right. It was uh, really a means to make sure that the neighborhoods were quiet and the neighbors, the residents knew, continue to know who their neighbors are and, you know, have a, a quiet and peaceful enjoyment of their their property. Um, I think by and large that's been happening. I don't think uh, any of that has changed. Well, Greg, thank you so much for joining us here on the phone today in part two of this chat. Thank you very much. My pleasure.